the Ten Commandments, are they relevant in our time? We have to understand that they're not the Ten Suggestions or the Ten Great Ideas. These laws were established by God. Some people will say it's legalism. But it's not about that. It's about following God's character. So stay tuned. Go get your Bibles and get ready to take some notes. We'll be right back. Hello, friends. Welcome back. Before we begin, let's start with prayer. Father in heaven, thank you today for this day you've given us, God, to come before you to learn your words and your study, the things that you want us to learn about you and your character. Today, we're going to open the Bibles and study about your law, which is a reflection of your character, God. Send your Holy Spirit and give us spiritual discernment and let the Bible be our guide, Father, and your Holy Spirit. This we pray in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Now our story begins in Daniel chapter 6. After Darius, the king of the Medes and the Persians, had conquered Babylon, he executed all of the Babylonian government officials except for one. And that fortunate man was Daniel. He was a servant of the true God. Seven years earlier, he had been brought in from exile from Judah to Babylon as a captive and he was made to serve in the palace as an advisor to the Babylonian kings. Now Daniel, he became well known throughout the kingdom of Babylon. He was known as an excellent spirit. Not only did King Darius spare Daniel, but guess what? He thought to set him over the whole realm. You can read about this in Daniel 6 verse 3. Now when the Medo-Persian officials learned that the king was going to promote an old Hebrew captive to rule over them, they were jealous. They were angry. They were outraged. So what did they do? They plotted to entice Darius to sign a law that would, for the next 30 days that if anyone petitioned any god or man except the king, they would, that they would be thrown into the lion's den. Daniel 6.10 says this, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went and he hid and didn't pray out loud. No, that's not what he did. No, he went into his house. He opened his windows and, and he prayed, my friends. He opened in his chambers towards Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Just as they expected, the officials caught Daniel praying to God from his open window. But when King Darius discovered that he had been tricked and that his old friend was headed for the lion's pit, he tried every possible angle to deliver Daniel from the foolish law that he signed. But the law that he signed could not be changed. So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. So Daniel went to the lion's den, and guess what? God rewarded his faithfulness by sending an angel to shut the lion's mouth. You see, prophecy tells us that in the last days, God's people are going to have to make a similar decision regarding which king and which law they'll have to obey. So can God's moral law be amended or repealed? And it's easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fail. 
Psalms 89 verse 34 says this, that my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Psalms 111 verse 7 and 8 says, all his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever. For I am the Lord and I change not. Malachi 3 verse 6. When you look at God's law, you can see his character. These are the verses that correspond with who God is and what the law is. And you're going to see a correlation in the words. In Luke 18, 19, it says, God is good. In Romans 7, 12, it says, the law is good. Isaiah 15, 5, 16 says, God is holy. Romans 7, 12 says, the law is holy. In Deuteronomy, it says, the, uh, God is just. Romans, the law is just. In other words, uh, God is perfect. The law is perfect. God is love. The law is love. God is righteous, truth, pure, spiritual, unchangeable, just as the law is righteous, truth, pure, spiritual, and unchangeable. God's law, my friends, cannot be changed because it's a transcript of his character. It's a reflection of his character. I mean, the glorious words in Scripture to describe God also describe his law. God's law is his character in writing. It is no more possible to change God's law than to change God himself. Now, there is this, this artifact in New Mexico. It's called Las Lunas Decalogue. It's called La Los Lunas Decalogue Stone. And it's a large boulder on the side of a hidden mountain near Las Lunas, or Los Lunas, New Mexico. It's about 35 miles south of Albuquerque, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it bears a very regular inscription carved into a flat panel. Now, the stone is also known as Los Lunas Mystery Stone or Commandment Rock. Now, the inscription is interpreted to be an abridged version of the Decalogue or the Ten Commandments in a form of Paleo-Hebrew. Now, a letter group resembling the Tetragrammaton, that's the YHWH or Yahweh, makes three appearances on this thing. The stone is controversial in that some claim the inscription is pre-Columbian and therefore proof of early Semitic contact with the Americas. That's an amazing there. Now, according to the Bible, what is sin? 1 John 3, 4 says this. It says, sin is the transgression of the law. Romans 3, 20 says that by the law is the knowledge of sin. Now, I'll tell you something here, my friends. The devil hates the law because guess what? It makes us aware that we need a savior from sin. Romans 4.15 says, For where no law is, there is no transgression. Now, let's get this straight. The law cannot save anyone. But guess what? It shows us God's perfection and it shows us our imperfection. Now, to what law does 1 John 3.4 refer to? I had not known sin but by the law, for I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. Now think about the statistics here. U.S. News and World Report says this, that every hundred hours more youth die in, street, in the streets that were killed in the Persian Gulf War. The average 18-year-old has witnessed 200,000 violent acts, including 40,000 murders on television. Now, it's God's Ten Commandments 
law that says that thou shalt not covet. So breaking God's Ten Commandment law, which he wrote with his own finger, is sin. Now every sin that any person could ever commit is condemned by at least one of the Ten Commandments. This is why God's law is broad and it's perfect. It covers the whole duty of man. And guess what? When we are made aware of our sin, we look for a Savior. So the devil especially hates the law because it sends us looking for Jesus to save and to forgive us. So did Jesus keep the Ten Commandments? Well, John 15.10 says, I have kept my Father's commandments. 15.10, I have kept my Father's commandments. So Jesus did indeed keep the Ten Commandments. He did it as an example for us. And he is our example. Now, how many people have sinned? The Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For all have sinned, my friends, and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 it's God, If God's law could be changed, guess what? It, would not have, it wouldn't be necessary for us, for Jesus to die on the cross. The fact that Jesus paid the penalty for sin and died is proof that the law is unchangeable. So what is the punishment for living a life of sin? Romans 6.23 The wages of sin is death. If God's law could be changed, it would not have been necessary, my friends. I tell you, once again, it would not have been necessary for Jesus to die on the cross. Remember that. Some say the Ten Commandments are not binding for New Testament Christians. So what does Jesus say about this? If thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Matthew 19, 17. If you love me, keep my commandments. John 14, 15. Blessed are they that do his commandments. Revelation 22, verse 14. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God. Revelation 14, 12. The New Testament plainly teaches that God's people will keep his commandments. Now, all of us know that the world is in big trouble today. Look outside, my friends. Look at the news reports. Why? Because so many people no longer feel that it's important to obey God's law. The Bible speaks of our day by saying that it's time for thee, Lord, to work, for they have made void thy law. Is it possible to keep the commandments? Romans 8, verse 3 and 4 says that God, sending his own Son, condemns sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Philippians 1.6 says, He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. The good news is this, my friends, when a person is born again, Jesus Christ, through His Holy Spirit, moves into that person's life and guess what? He miraculously makes you obedient he makes obedience possible my friends don't count on your own count on Jesus so what is the old covenant and why did it fail and he declared unto his covenant which he commanded you to perform even ten commandments and he wrote them upon two tables of stone Deuteronomy 4.13 Hebrews 8.8 8 says for finding fault with them he saith I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah now, the fault with the Old Covenant was 
It was with the people, my friends. It wasn't with God or His law. Psalm 19.7 says that the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So, which law is the new covenant based on? Hebrews 8.10 says this, For this is the covenant that I will make, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. Now the two covenants were agreements between God and his people. Now the old covenant failed because it was based upon the faulty promises and works of the people. Exodus 24.7 says that all that the Lord has said will be due and be obedient. Now the new covenant succeeds because it's God's law written in the heart and it's based upon Jesus' promises and his miracle working power in us. Hebrews 8.10 says, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. A lot of people are going to say, doesn't living under grace by faith make keeping God's law non-essential? Is it even necessary? Romans 6.15 says this, What then? Shall we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Romans 6.15. Romans 3.31 says, Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. Now those who've been forgiven by Jesus for breaking his law are doubly, my friends, doubly duty-bound to obey his law. And sensing his blessed forgiveness, they're more, they're more desirous than others to, to happily follow Jesus. So are people saved by keeping the law? Ephesians 2 verse 8 and I say this, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, Billy Graham had a, had a column in, I think, Christianity Today, many years back. And um, this is a question they asked him. The name of that column was called My Answer by Billy Graham. Now, the question was, does God still expect us to keep the Ten Commandments? His answer, the Ten Commandments are just as valid today as when God gave them to Moses over 3,000 years ago. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter nor the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law. So yeah, that's it right there, my friends. So Billy Graham said that. The law still means something. So what motivates a person to obey God's law? Real simple, my friends. Real simple. And this is what God's government is based on. Therefore, love is a fulfilling of the law, Romans 3.10. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind, Matthew 22, verse 37 and 39. This is the love of God that we keep his commandments, 1 John 5.3. There you have it, my friends. Love is a magnificent motivator. Now, the first four commandments have to do with my duty to God. And when I love Him, obeying those commands is a pleasure. Those last six commandments, they embrace my duty to people. And if I truly love people, guess what? I'm not going to want to do anything that's going to hurt them. Now, can I be a true Christian without keeping His commandments? And hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. 1 John 2, 3. 
He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandment, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. 1 John 2, 4. Now, are some of the old laws no longer binding upon Christians? That's the Old Testament laws. Are they not binding up upon us Christians today? Well, the Bible says in Ephesians 2.15, having abolished the law of commandments contained in ordinances. Leviticus 23 says, yearly Sabbath, meat offerings, drinks, offerings, etc. Leviticus 23, those are the laws, the moral law or ceremonial law. They're two different things. So yeah, the ordinances that were regulated the priesthood were done away with. And the sacrificial system, because what they were there, they were there because they were, uh, because they prefigured Christ. So he fulfilled all of them as the true Lamb of God. Remember that. Whom does the devil especially hate? And the dragon was wroth with the woman who went and made war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. 12, Revelation twelve seventeen. Satan hates and he is so angry and infuriated, infuriated with God's uh, end time church because they obey Jesus' commands and they teach people that there is divine power to change a sinner into a saint. He doesn't like that at all. So what are some of the, the glorious rewards of keeping, uh, keeping God's law? John 15, 11 says this, These things I have spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. John 15, 11. He that keepeth the law, happy is he. Proverbs 29, verse 18. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Psalms 119, verse 165. There you have it, my friends. You, you, you'll, get, you'll have happiness, joy, peace. More abundant living come to those who obey God's law. It's no wonder David said that God's commands are more desirable than gold. And my question to you as I end this lesson about the Ten Commandments is this. Do you desire to have a loving relationship with Jesus? Do you have that desire to have that relationship with Jesus that's going to lead you to be a, one of His joyful, obedient children? If that's your wish today, that's my prayer to you. We'll be right back, my friends, with closing prayer. Welcome back, my friends. Thank you for tuning in today to our time with God and His Word, and I hope you've learned something from this lesson. My friends, God's law is not the ten suggestions and the ten great ideas. They're put there for a reason, and there's a reason why these are called the law of liberty. Because in us, we have that desire to do what's right and what God wants us to do. I mean, if you notice, people that don't that keep the commandments, they're not in jail. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it, right? The law of liberty, my friends, it keeps you free. And being with God keeps you free always. Now I ask you today as we pray that you remember those people suffering in Ukraine at this time. So let us pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for letting, letting us come before you to study your word and study about your character, Father, that's engraved in the Ten Commandments. We thank you for those words that you've given us, God, to, that we can put them in our hearts and our minds, Lord. We ask you to send your Holy Spirit to give us that discernment that we need. And for those of you that are out there wondering, should I follow God? My Lord, I tell you, touch their hearts, Father. We know you don't force yourself into our lives. But Lord, to love you is to have eternal life. Thank you for all that you've given us, God. And 
Once again, our hearts are out there and our prayers are out there for the protection of those that follow you and those that don't, God, be with them and, and knock on their door, Father. This we ask here in Son Jesus' name. Amen. My friends, until next time, this is Robert with our time with God and His Word. May the Lord richly bless you. May He hold you in His hand. May He embrace you. And may His holy angels protect you. Until next time, this is Robert for our time with God and His Word. Have a great day. Bye-bye.